Go up to April 11th. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. You know, it didn't say could be. Didn't even say will be. Said shall be. So, he's going to cause you to become triumphant. How long is that going to take? It's based on the willingness you have to adhere to what he's saying in the moment. Co-resurrection. The proof that I have been through the crucifixion with Christ is that I have a decided likeness to him. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer let my flesh rule. The life I now live in the flesh, I live it by the faith of the Son of God. I don't live it by whatever my self-focus is. My own responsibility, my own ideas, my own ways, my own will. I live it by one thing alone, the faith of Christ. Amen. And he trusted in the Father explicitly. The incoming of the Spirit of Jesus into me readjusts my personal life to God. But the Holy Spirit coming in, now all of a sudden, I don't have this conscience that I'm being led by. I'm being led by the Holy Spirit of God that's teaching me, and my conscience is bearing witness to it. I'll say, you mean led by your conscience? I'm going to lead you by the Spirit, and your conscience is going to go, yeah! <laughs> the resurrection of Christ has given him authority to impart the life of God to me. Impart it means plug it in. And my experimental life must be constructed on the basis of his life. Why are they call experimental? Because everything is new every single day. And I don't mean I'm going to teach about faith today. That's what will be new. I'm talking about faith today in this circumstance and faith tomorrow in this circumstance and then faith the next day in this other circumstance. So it's constantly going to be new. You're going to be facing every moment of everyday life. What new news? Every time you wake up, it's a new day, new opportunities to learn how to do it in Christ. So, I'm sorry, you learn your bad behavior by the way it made you feel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the, an arrow in your quiver that's going to help you spiritually discern the next moment about how to be, not feel. In any given situation. And instead of you getting you know, 1 out of 10, I'm going to give you 100 out of 100. Because every one of those hundred needs to be done righteously. You don't get to pick ten unrighteous ones out of a hundred unrighteous ones because these ten you don't have a problem putting your name on. And I'm not a problem being this evil. No one comes to Christ and needs you to be 100% righteous and you don't get to pick how many righteous because if one's unrighteous, the whole thing's unrighteous. Right. You get the picture? Yes. yes. Okay. <clears throat> I can have the resurrection life of Jesus right now. And it will show itself in what? Holiness, holiness in the moment. So every given moment is going to need to have its merit, merit of holiness. So in any given situation, somebody cuts you off in a freeway. Somebody, you know, uh, uh, steals your money. Somebody, you lose a sale. Somebody yells at you and calls you a bad thing, says you don't know how to do your job. Can you, can you bring a merit of holiness to that moment? The idea all through the Apostle Paul's writings is that after the moral decision to be identified with Jesus and his death has been made, the resurrection life of Jesus invades every bit of my human nature. 
everything about my life has the nature of Christ in it now. Unless you don't let it invade you, you take off and you get yourself focused and start getting caught up in all your crap and, you know, poor me or, you know, oh, I can't believe I was this ugly or that bad. Well, I'm sorry. Yes, you can. You're apart from Christ. Of course you were, right? But it takes omnipotence to live the life of the Son of God in mortal flesh. You know what omnipotence means? God's power. All-powerful. God's all-powerful. Omnipotence. You can't do this in the flesh without His power. Can't happen. And you can't have His power unless you're walking in Him. If you're walking in Him, guess what you have? Oh yeah, His power. What do I got to do? Walk in Him. And what's that mean sometimes? It means go sit your ass over there and let Him do what He needs to do. And stay the hell out of it because He doesn't need your opinion, doesn't need your help. Get out of that self-crap and start following him. Amen. The Holy Spirit cannot be located in the guest or in a guest home. He's got to have the whole residence. He invades everything. When once I decide that my old man, the heredity of sin, should be identified with the death of Jesus, then the Holy Spirit invades me. Once I made the decision to let that old shit die, which many of you still haven't done yet, Therefore, the Holy Spirit can't come in and help you until you're ready to die to all that. That's who I was. I don't want to be there anymore. Lord, save me. Oh, you want me to save you. If I come in to save you, are you going to stop? Or are you just asking for some 911 help right now? Are you, are you serious? Or are you just freaked out in a moment and don't know what to do? He takes charge of everything. My part is to walk in the light and to obey all that he reveals. If I obey all that he reveals, guess what I'll be? Right. I'll first day of my life, I'll be right. Why don't I be right? God said I did. I was right. Right? So right. But more importantly, you get to be right. But guess what happens when you get to be right like that? You don't care about being right anymore. I care about being right. When I have made the moral decision about my sin, it's easy to, to reckon actually that I'm dead into sin. It's easy to realize that that crap no longer has power because I'm serious. I want it gone. Dead, over, gone. Doesn't mean you won't have a memory, have some things you need to repent of, but I'm dead, I'm gone. It's not going to do that anymore. I only wish that's where you'd get. Because I find the life of Jesus there all the time. All of a sudden I see Jesus, and more Jesus, and more Jesus. So all that crap, that death was there, that I used to do all this stupid shit, didn't care. All of a sudden, guess what? Uh-oh, I care. Uh-oh, when I get that chance, I don't want to. I actually run the other way. I ask, well, Lord, help me. I don't want this. I, all of a sudden, you become a man or a woman or a child after God's own heart. All you care about is, I don't ever want to go back there again. Just as there is only one stamp of humanity, there's only one stamp of holiness. Hmm. The holiness of Jesus. And it is his holiness that is gifted to me. Gifted to me so I can then wield that holiness as a weapon if needed, if not as a gift to those that are looking, right? Yes. God puts the holiness of his son in me and I belong to a brand new order spiritually. I am now, without question, walking, as it talks about in 2 Peter 3, in divinity. Which, by the way, we'll talk about 2 Peter 3 shortly. Romans 1, verse 6. One. Romans 1, 1. Sorry, here we go. Pardon me for a second. Romans 1, 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus, called to be an apostle and separated under the gospel of God. So Paul says, I'm going to be called, but more importantly, as not just being called, because all of us have been called, a few of us have been chosen, we've all been called. I want to be the chosen one. How do I do that? I'm going to be separate under your will and your purpose 
period. That's all I care about right now. I want to change my life. I'm gonna count everything in my life as dung manure so I can win you because I want to be right with you. I want to not only have the righteousness of God in the death, I want to have the righteousness of God in hopefully getting set to be a part of the resurrection too. But I can't have the resurrection if I'm not gonna live the life that is in line with being resurrected. How do I do that? I gotta make sure I'm crucified first. All that crap in me has to be dead. Crucified, not not breathing or, you know, in the hospital needs to be dead. Which he had promised before by his prophets and the Holy Scriptures concerning his son Jesus, our Lord, which was made the seed of David according to the flesh. And he declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of the holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received this grace and the apostleship for our obedience to the faith among all the nations for his name's sake. So I received grace to help me be obedient. He will divinely influence the situation to make a way where there is no way so I can be obedient. So don't use, well, I tried to be obedient. No, he'll make a way for you to be obedient, but you've got you to let him in and let him guide and lead you through the situation. So right, when you don't know what the hell to do, he does. And so you've got to trust him. Romans 2, 17. Behold what? Behold that you are called a Jew. Rest in the law, makes you boast of God, knows all, knows his will, and approves the things that are more excellent being instructed out of the law. You're confident that you have yourself an, uh, are a guide of the blind, a light to them that are in darkness. You're an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and the truth and the law. So you have all these gifts within you. You think this is who you are. You that were that teach someone else, do you not teach yourself? Yes. You that preach a man should not steal, do you steal? You that says a man should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You that abhors idols, do you commit sacrilege? You that makes the boast of the law through the breaking of the law. You dishonor God. You talk about how the law is it, and then you go ahead and break it yourself. For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as is written. They say, oh, you're a Christian? Whatever. I'll just keep my life, because if that's a Christian thing, I don't want that. Blaspheme, because you're not walking in what you could. So the circumcision is verily or truly going to profit very little if you keep the law. But if you, through all of a sudden, become a breaker of the law... The circumcision is made uncircumcision. So circumcision is not going to help you much about, unless you're planning to keep it all the law. And the truth of the matter is, if you're going to be a breaker of the law, which God said all of you would be, which would be all but what? One, his son. You'd be a breaker of the law. He said, then all of a sudden you're a circumcision, this, this life of righteousness that you're claiming. Because circumcision was a sign of righteousness. So this, this claim of righteousness you're making through circumcision, you just negated it and became unrighteous, so therefore you're as far as I'm concerned, uncircumcised. Right. Well, what about my sign of righteousness? I either get right or don't. Right. Ain't about you getting to say it. It's about whether you do it or not. Right. And shall not then uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee? So if I'm a, Jew, I'm a Gentile and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fulfill the law, I'm going to follow the law and believe that the commandments are good and I want to be... Found in those things instead of living apart from them. Isn't my now uncircumcision? Because it's if I never received the sign of circumcision as righteousness. That came through the children of Abraham. So if I'm uncircumcised, I'm not a children of Abraham yet. I don't know even what that is yet. Am I not then going to judge those that are and aren't? That are the children of Abraham that are walking in unrighteousness? Wouldn't the, the unrighteous, uncircumcised walking in righteousness and put him in a position to actually judge those that are not walking in righteousness? And saying, oh, but I'm a Christian or I'm a Jew? Hmm. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Neither is one that circumcises outward of the flesh. But he's a Jew, which is one inwardly. One that has a heart that's been circumcised. And a spirit 
and not by some law or some effort of your own, whose praise will never be of men, whose praise will be of God and God alone. Amen. So I don't imagine anybody's ever going to praise me for who I am in, in, men, in mankind. Maybe, maybe some of you will honor that for the fact that I'm, I know, I'm here, but I'm still the asshole, you know? That's going to be willing to come pull you out of the mud and the muck. And so I'm going to be important to get you out of the mud and the muck. As soon as you get cleaned up, you're going to try your very best to forget who I am. You're going to try to go on and live your life. You're going to say, okay, thanks for getting, getting me out of this mess. I, now I'm good. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time. It's time for me to move on. Okay, well, then I, I will just look for the notice of the mail that you're dead. Because you, you're moving on. You're not moving on from what I'm doing. You're moving on from God completely. Because I wouldn't do anything other than what God is helping me to do for you to help you walk through these things. So on that. Romans 6, 1. What should we say then? Should we continue in sin? That this grace, this divine influence has to abound? God forbid, how should we that are dead to sin, if we're dead to it, why should we live to it any longer? Why does it have power if I'm truly a Christian? Know you not that so many of us that were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? That baptism is supposed to be an outward manifestation of an inward work. So the baptized into his death means that inward work should have been done or you shouldn't have gotten wet. Right? Yes. Therefore, we're buried with him by that baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also be walking in newness of life. We should realize that this life that we're going to walk in should be new every day. Amen. And what's funny is you're still trying to create habits and create paths and nesting and all this crazy worldly crap all in the name of Jesus. And God goes, uh-uh. It's not what I brought. Foxes have holes, birds, you know, foxes uh, have holes and birds have nests. And the Son of God's got no place to lay his head. So neither will you. Not trying to find a place for you to nest. Trying for you to come out and be separate from all that crap and, and walk with me Amen. to the glory of God. Yes. So if we've been planted together in the likeness of death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man, our old part of our nature has been crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that from now on we would not serve sin. For he that is dead has been free from having words about sin messing with him any longer. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Mm-hmm. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For that he died, he died, into, died once. But that he lives, he lives unto God. So likewise, reckon yourselves also to be dead indeed into sin, but alive unto God through Christ. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it and any kind of lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness, but unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you either. For you're not under the law, but under the grace, so live as such. So, what then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? Shall we go ahead and keep being stupid? Everything has to be this. There's life. It has to be Christ, period. And we commit to that. We say that. We say this if we want. We talk about it. We nod our heads. We, you know, all this. And then we go live however we want to. So the moral life you have, obviously, in the divinity of the Spirit, is not legitimate or real. You're trying to be your own version of moral, which God says, your best morality doesn't mean dog shit to me, okay? I want spiritual morality. I want you to be right with me. If you're not going to be right with me, nothing else you do is going to matter because you're not going to heaven. You have no place in heaven at all. None. Because you're holding the unrighteousness under the, under the veil of truth, and it's not. You can't carry your unrighteousness under a veil of truth. Truth is truth. Unrighteousness is still unrighteous no matter what you want to say. It's my truth, which is righteousness only, or your version of truth and unrighteousness, which you've got nothing coming from except my 
coming after you and fixing that, right? Yes. Right. What then should we sin because of these things being under the grace to the lost? You got to, no, you don't have to do but you yield yourselves. Whoever servant you are to obey, or obeying sin or obeying God, that's whose servant you are. Death, sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. But God is to be thanked that you were the servants of sin. We all have been. I was too. But we've obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to me. I've obeyed it from my heart. I asked God to prove it to me. I took six months of destroying my life and answering my prayer every day, right? But he destroyed my life. Well, my life got destroyed. But the life I had, only realized I didn't want that life anymore. But like a dumbass, which you think you're the only ones that have the market on that, I came up out of that, got out of the church, went back. Next thing you know, I went back to my version of righteousness again. I'm sitting in a topless club. I'm running my business. I'm doing all the things I'm doing. I'm making money. I'm living the high life. I've got all that going on. And God goes, Ahem! And there they went to shit again. And he goes, you said you were going to be mine. I, I, you prayed every day for six months. I did that. And then you went and picked it all back up again because you thought you'd figure out a way to do this. So out of the clear blue, don't ask me why I started going to church. I decided to go back to church. I picked this church, one of this couple's thing. Yeah, I'm sorry, within a matter of uh, a week or two, I met her. Okay, And we lived in sin for two and a half years. And then that fell apart. And next time I went, the pastor going, are you the kind of Christian men that good Christian woman want? No. Then what does anything else in life matter? Good point. And all of a sudden, everything I was doing again, clubs, the restaurant, stopped instantly. Didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't have to go, oh my God, he's destroyed my life. What's going on? I knew what was going on, right? <laughs> I was going back to be, being holy and righteous like he'd asked me to be. Then he took his two and a half years back. I've been in prison for two and a half years. Am I mad at him? No. no, that's what I learned all about Jesus when I realized why all this was going on. So um, I'm not saying I wasn't stupid. It's just different than you. When I'm in the world, I'm successful at everything I touch. And that's not a good thing. Okay? I can make millions. I can own companies. I can do whatever you could ever imagine to do. Everywhere I, I, they roll the, the carpet out of me because the same spirit I've got today, I have when I'm in the world. It's just I was under a different master. Now, was it evil? No, I had stopped all the evil crap, but I was not giving God the glory. So God said, excuse me, you know, I appreciate this life you want, appreciate this going on, um, this church life that you've got, and all this money you're making, this is all fine and good. Um, did you forget how you got all this? Well, I guess I did, right? And don't get me wrong, everybody worked for me, they knew that I was a Christian man, that everything I had, look what I'm doing with what God gave me. God has blessed me like this. Look what I'm doing. This is, shows you how God's working. It shows you how it's all making sense. And everything's going well, right? Told them that all the time. All of a sudden, one day, that, that, that's, not, that's all about you. That's glorifying you. That's not going to happen. So I lost everything again. Only to ultimately learn how to do this righteously. That there's no version where I get to be right. See, you all can go do it righteously. Or do, do your version right. And you might get by and you might do okay, but there's no one that's walking in the skill set like I've got. No one. You walk out of this house, you, you, you're going to find a, have to find a room. You're, gonna, you're not going to have a life like this for a long time. Even if you're out making good money, you're not going to have a life. If you're making 80 grand a year, you're not going to have a life like this. Okay? Well, I can walk out of here and I can make, make 50 grand a month, eat with my eyes closed. So I can have this life again and have it even more lavish and luxury, but have it to myself. And how do I know? Because I've done it several times, many times before. Mm -hmm. So 
You think, oh, it's a gift. No, it's a curse. Because I'm just like the Orange County boys where I don't need a God because I can be my own God. Except God wants me. You know, and when I said I wanted him, he, he took me seriously. And so he keeps coming after me like the hound of heaven, man. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, now I don't need him to come after me like the hound of heaven. I don't leave his side. I don't do anything without him. I won't make a move without talking to him. Because I don't want to be contrary to him. And I've got a personality that very easily can be. Being made free from sin, you became servants of righteousness. Speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you yield your members as servants to uncleanness, to iniquity, and to iniquity, it was now you to members to a service of righteousness and holiness. For when we were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit you had in those things, now you're ashamed. For any of those things was death and always will be death. For being now made free from those sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit and holiness, and the end of that is everlasting life. Because the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Eight one. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from that old law of sin and death. Amen. For what the law of sin could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful death, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. So what? I no longer have to be caught up in it. So the only reason you can tell me you're caught up in it, don't tell me you don't want to be. Uh, the only reason you're still there is because you do want to be. So Lie to someone that might believe you. I'm not going to believe you. That somehow the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. I want the spirit of God because that's the only thing that makes me feel free. It's the only thing that makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing for the right reason. Why? Because my morality is now based on the, on the nature of Christ, not, not, the, not my nature being a good guy. Right? Yes. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. So if I want to be morally divinity, while well, I'm morally righteous with God, then all of a sudden my spirit takes over. Everything I start doing is according to the Spirit of God, not according to my, my, you know, my flesh and what it might want or need. For the carnally mind is death, and the spiritually mind is life, and it's peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, so it's not subject to the law of God, neither did can it be. Why? Because it doesn't know the law of God. Right. If it knew the law of God, it wouldn't be carnal. Yes. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, so that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not that Spirit of Christ, you're not any of his. And if Christ be in you, the body of de is dead because of sin, and the spirit of life because of righteousness. So if Christ in you, this is a life that ought to be obvious by the life of Christ that you're being righteous. For if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body for the spirit that dwells in you. My, my evidence that I'm looking for is you being quickened. So therefore, brethren, we're debtors not to live the flesh, but not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we, uh, through the spirit, do Live in the flesh, you shall die. But through the Spirit, you do mortify the deeds of the body. You shall live. <clears throat> through the Spirit of God, I'm going to see you do what? I'm going to see you kill your old decisions. Amen. I'm going to watch. That's what the quickening is going to show me, is that you're quick and you're really making right decisions. For any of the led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters and children of God. For if you have not received the Spirit of bondage, you get to fear, but you have received the Spirit of adoption, whereby we call Abba Father. And that Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we're the children of God. And then for children, we realize we're heirs. So all that stuff out there belongs to me. Heirs, joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Amen. Realize that it's not going to be about me and my results. It's going to be about him and him, his desires. 13, Romans 13, verse 11. And that knowing the time, that now it's high time to wake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than we first believed. The, light, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let's put on this armor of light. Amen. Amen. 
Let's walk in this news. Let's put on that divinity, that spiritual realm into our life. Let's walk honestly as of the day, not in rioting, drunkenness, chambering, wantonness, not in strife and enmity, but, but as you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, make not provision for your flesh to fulfill the lesser. So what's going to help you make not provision for your flesh? The Spirit tells you to go, ah, 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 ah. Otherwise, you'll make provisions for it. First Corinthians 1, 18. For the preaching of the cross to them that are perishing is foolishness. But to us which are saved is the power of God. Power. Power of God. That, oh, that's that omnipotent stuff. Yes. Oh, that's what we've been talking about, right? Yes. For it's written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring another to the understanding of the prudent. Where's the wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the so-called disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God then by the foolishness of preaching to save those that actually believe. For Jews are going to require a sign that Greeks are going to seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews as a stumbling block unto the Greeks as foolishness. But unto them that are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the omnipotent power of God, and the wisdom of God. Which it said in today's Oswald, the message, that's what would help us understand what we know. There's an omnipotent to it. Not my power, not my ability, not my strength, not even my wisdom. That I will have the power and the wisdom of God to become successful at doing the righteous thing. Amen. He will cause me to become triumphant. What? He's going to give me the power and the wisdom so I know better. But the question is, will I <clears throat> listen? Yes. Take advantage of those opportunities he's given? Okay, just say And the weakness of God is going to be reminded of us it's stronger than any man. Two, one. And I, brother, when I came to you, I came not with an excellent speech or, or of wisdom, according to you, the testimony of God, for I determined not to do anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. My speech, my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, with a dirty old foul mouth like mine, but in a demonstration of the spirit and the power. Spirit and omnipotent power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God, omnipotence again. Mm, crazy. Now, we, we speak wisdom. By the way, the power of God was not even one of the, one of the things I chased out today. Wow. It's been, what, four or five times already? How yes. mm. yes. we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, not the wisdom of the world or the prince of the world that came to nothing. For we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world of our glories, which none of the princes of the air had even known, because they had known that they had never killed God. Killed the Son of God, Jesus, right? Yes. But it is written, the eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them to love him. But God has then revealed them to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit is going to search all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of man, which is in it? Even so, the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God, which will guide us and lead us according to the Spirit of God teaching us. Yes. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Mm -hmm. hmm. I guess that would kind of condemn all your stupid things, right? Yes. yes. Which things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but with the Father, which I'm sorry, which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing the spiritual things to spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You can't get into the inner chamber if you're going to walk in your flesh. Right. Right. Oh, why? Because even if you got in, you wouldn't know what the hell you're looking at. Yeah. It wouldn't ring true in any word party, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that we may now instruct him? But we, we <laughs> have the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen. Three, one. For I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, either now, now are you still able. For you are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and striving divisions, yet are you not then carnal, and do you still walk as typical natural men do? Yes. 
For a while, one says, I'm a Paul, the other is a Bible Paul's. Are you not so carnal, still trying to attach yourself to something or someone? For a while, one says, I'm a Paul, the other is a Paul. says, then, who is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministered by whom we believed? Even as the Lord gave to every man, have I planted? And Paulus is watered, but God gave the increase. So neither is he that plants anything, neither he that waters, but God that then gives the increase. Amen. Now he that plants and he that waters are still one. And every man shall have received his own reward according to his own labor. If we're going to be one, we get rewarded for being that one. Right? Which is God given the power, but us being in God to be a helper in that process. Yes. Yes. We are laborers together with God and for God's husbandry, you are God's building. According to the grace which God has given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and no other and another is going to build upon it. But every, let every man take heed how he build upon that foundation. Amen. For another foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, or hay, wood, and stubble, every man's work shall be made obvious for the day shall declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work to see what sort it really was. If any man's work to abide, he should that he's built upon it, he shall receive a reward. It's going to get gold, silver, precious stones. Fire's going to reveal it was gold, silver, and precious stones. is going to ref be refined, only making it worth more money, right? Yes. But if any man's work abides, going to receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But maybe if his foundation was Christ, he might still be saved, yet so by fire. For what? Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it's required of stewards that we might be found faithful or, or be right. Yeah? Yes. Right. With me, it's a very small thing that I should be judged of you or a man's judgment. I judge not even my own self, for I know nothing but myself. Yet I'm hereby not justified, but he that judges me is the Lord. For therefore, judge nothing before it's time till the Lord comes, who shall both bring to light the hidden things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then... Every man shall have praise of God. Then we'll get to see the moral divinity. Yeah. Why? Because it will have been molded and shaped into divinity. Yeah. From natural to spiritual. By you choosing God's will and God's way, it will become evident not only to you, but everyone around you that you truly are a man or a woman or a child of God and you're walking in that anointing and that lifestyle. Amen. Then everyone will have praise of God because of what they see happening in you. Mm. What they see happening in you goes, uh-uh. That ain't no Jesus thing. Um, there's no praise, honor, and glory going to God over your life. Um, I'm not sure what that means is going to happen to you, but probably not a good thing. Right? Yeah. If you're gonna, God wants to use you, you don't let him use you. 5-1. It's reported commonly that there is fornication among you. And such fornication is not to even be named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. Are you puffed up? Are you not rather mourn? He that has done this deed might be taken away from among you. For truly, as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, I've judged you already, as though I were absent, I mean, though present, concerning him that has done this deed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when he is gathered together, that my and my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus, there's that power thing again, right? Right. Yes. To deliver such a one as Satan for the destruction of the flesh, the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. So your glorying is not good. Know you not that even a little bit of leaven is going to leaven the whole lump? So purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that you may become that new lump, as you are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So unleavened means what? means you have been circumcised. You're now of that righteous spirit. He's taken out the old lump, and you're now unleavened. In other words, you're now walking in a sinless nature, just like a, a yeastless bread is unleavened. Ever eaten unleavened bread? Yes. yes. Okay? 
It's like like when your pita piece of bread just a piece of bread. All it is it's like what they used to break up in the break up for the, the the communities. They didn't break a loaf of bread. Bread we use is leavened. Bread they had was unleavened. It was actually like you break the bread with all this flour and water. Wasn't any yeast in it to get it to rise because it wasn't meant to rise. It was about that thick. And about you take a piece of bread this thick, you take a bread this thick, this one's thicker to eat. Yeah. But there's no nothing in the, no air puffed up in it. Now the center part of a piece of bread you got the crust on the outside. You got all this gooey soft stuff in the middle. You like eating? It's just hair. I get the same piece of bread that's unleavened. It's this thick. Now I got to chew on it. Mm. You know, it's just like eating a piece of beef jerky. It's not like eating that other part. It's that part that you like. It just tells me how much air, how, how full of air you are. I won't tell you what's really full of, but that's okay. Um, purge out, therefore, that even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us not keep the feast of old leaven, either with the leaven of malice or wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and unleavened bread of truth. Seven seventeen. But as God has distributed every man, as the Lord has called every called everyone, so let him walk. And so I ordained this in all the churches. So any man called being circumcised, let him not become uncircumcised. Any man called by the way, I'd like to have you be called circumcised and then be uncircumcised. <laughs> I'm not really sure you could do that, but that's okay. I don't think they're talking about the skin. Right? No, I'm talking about if I circumcise your heart, yeah, um, don't don't let that become uncircumcised. <laughs> it's a one way trip. <laughs> I don't even want to know that one way trip's not even fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good one. As any man is called uncircumcised, let him not become circumcised. Any man called uncircumcised, let him not become circumcised. Circumcision is nothing, uncircumcision is nothing but the keeping of the commandments of God. For every man abide the same calling where he is called. If you being called a servant or care not for it, but if, it's, if it, you may be made free, use that rather. For he that is called the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's freeman. Likewise, also he that is called being free is Christ's servant. So you're a freeman even if you are a servant. If you're not a servant, you're free. You're still free, but you're still Christ. It doesn't matter whether, whether you're a, a freeman in Christ or whether you're a servant in Christ. Is there really a difference between being a freeman, doing, able to do whatever you want to do, which he said what you ought to do to serve me, right? Yes. Or being a servant, which is there anything you really want to do? No, I just want to serve Christ. So you're going to have the same end result, but it won't be caught up in the, in the semantics of how you were called. Right. You get my point? Yes. yes. All right. So that's not what that reads as as you read it, but that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. You got me? Yes. Yes. You're bought with a price. You are your servants. You're not to be servants of men. Brethren, let every man whereas he is called there and abide with God. Let us be with God. Let us do what he wants us to do. Amen. 9-17. 9-7, sorry. Who goes to war for any time in his own charges? Who plants a vineyard and doesn't eat the fruit thereof? Who feeds the flock and does not drink the milk of it? So out of these things in the manner, does not the law say the same also? For it is written in the law of Moses that you should not muzzle the mouth of the oxen treads out the corner. Does God then take care for the oxen? Absolutely. But what he's trying to do is help you understand everything's got to take care of itself for its own reason, right? So you don't just, oh, make sure you feed the ox because, uh, you know, if you don't, he's not going to be able to tread corn. It's not what he's trying to make. No. Okay, right. just so you get it. It's uh, like, no, duh, but you just, that's not the point. Right? Or does he say these things altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, it's written, he that plows should plow in hope, he that threshes hope should be a partaker of the hope. So if we're going to do this, God's got a reason and purpose to say it's everything. You might want to understand that it's not about what you think it is, because it's typically a parable, and if you don't understand the parable, you're going to be stuck. Okay? What he's saying to you is how to have the mindset, to have the, the moral divinity that he wants you to have. How you can get your life set apart to, to create your thinking in such a way that it's according to the divine nature of God, and no longer according to the seat of your pants, which is what 
we use in our morality, right? right. right. Yes. I have chosen you spiritual things. It's a great thing we should reap from you, carnal. Mm. Others be partakers of this power of you, or do we not rather? Nevertheless, we've not used this power, but suffer all things, lest somehow we hinder the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that they which minister about the holy things have to live with the things of the temple? And they which are at the altar have to be a partaker of the altar? Even so is the Lord of days that they which preach the gospel should then live of the gospel should practice what they preach. Yes. 2 Corinthians 4. Four one. Therefore we see we have this ministry we have received mercy. We faint not. We've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, hmm, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But for a gospel hidden, it's hidden to those that are lost, to whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preached on ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and in ourselves, your servants, for Christ's sake. For who? For God, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, has shined into our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessel. The excellency might be the power, maybe of God, omnipotent, and not us. Amen. 5.1. We know that if earthly houses of the tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in heavens. For this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is heaven. If so that we being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not that we might be clothed, would be unclothed but clothed upon and mortality might be swallowed up of, of life now he that has wrought us for the self same thing as God who has given to us his earnest of the spirit therefore we are always confident knowing that while we are in the home and the body we are absent from the Lord for we walk by faith not by our sight and we are confident I say willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord so wherever we labor that whether we be absent or whether we be present not to be accepted that we may be accepted of him for we must all before appear before the judgment seat of Christ and everyone may receive the things and his body done, done in his body, according to that which he's done, whether it is good or bad. So knowing themselves, be it, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are made obvious unto God. I trust also are made obvious in your consciences. We commend not ourselves to get in you, but give you occasion of glory on our behalf, that we may have something to answer them which glory in appearance only and not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves to God, whether we be sober, it is to your cause. For the love of Christ constrains us, because we thus judge. For one man died for all, and all are dead. All are dead for all, that we which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which has died for them and rose again. Therefore, henceforth know we know man after the flesh. Yes, we don't have known the Christ after the flesh. We now henceforth know him no more. We know him by the Spirit of God and nothing else. Amen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, you, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. All things are of God, who has reconciled us himself, uh, us to himself by Christ, and has given to us this ministry of reconciliation. To it, the God was in Christ, reconciled the world to himself, not imputing the trespasses of them, and has committed to them the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are the ambassadors for Christ, and though Christ did, or did God by, did beg you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be you reconciled to God. For he has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 6.14. So be not unequally yoked, together with unbelievers? For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion has light with darkness? What concord or uh, agreement has concord Christ with Belial? What part he that believes with an infidel? What agreement has the temple of God made with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Amen. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch not that unclean thing, and I will receive you. 
I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Mm -hmm. Having therefore these promises, dear beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God, so we might be morally divine. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. 10, 3. Simple when we know. Though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, and pulling down of every stronghold, casting down imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So our thoughts are, are captivated to his obedience, not to obedience, but his obedience, right? Yes. And having a readiness to revenge all of our disobedience when our obedience is then fulfilled. 13.4. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lives by the power of God, by the omnipotence. For we were, I mean, excuse me, yeah, I'm not for we were also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. So examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know you not that yourselves how that Jesus Christ be in you, except you be reprobate. Uh-oh. Hmm. But I trust that you should know that we are not reprobate. Now I pray to God that you, that you will do no evil, not that you should appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, though we be such as reprobates. For we can do nothing against the truth, but we do everything that's going to then prove the truth. Amen. Okay? For we are glad and we are weak and we are strong and, and this and we also wish even for your protection. Galatians 2.16 Knowing this, that a man is not justified by the works of the law or justified by the faith of Christ. Become morally divine through the faith of Christ. Amen. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by the faith of Christ not by the works of the law for the works of the law shall no flesh be justified but if while we seek to be justified by Christ we ourselves are found sinners therefore is God then the minister of sin God forbid but if we build again the things which we've destroyed make ourselves a transgressor for I do the law I'm dead to the law that I might live unto God unless I go mess that up but I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the faith, in the flesh is by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I do not frustrate the grace of God, so I might be that morally divine one, because I'm not going to upset the grace of God. Let, his, let him make a way with the written way. Believe me, in my life, he had to make a way with the one. And in many of you, yeah, you too. Okay? Four, if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead and vain. So there's something you could have done for yourself, then Christ would have been dead and vain. And obviously, there ain't nothing you could do. Three, one. Oh, foolish heart of worship, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Christ has ever, ever been evidently set forth crucified among you? We didn't see it. We just heard about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, this is what I want to learn of you. Receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. We had to hear it by faith, right? Yes. yes. Right. Are you so foolish having begun in the Spirit, now you're going to try to be made perfect by the flesh? We have suffered so many things in vain, if, if yet in vain. He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Do I do what I do by the faith or do I somehow try to prove to you the, some legal perspective, right? Yeah. Galatians 5:16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another so that you cannot do the things that you want to do. But if you led by the Spirit, you will not be under the law. Now for the works of the flesh are manifest. And they are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I have told you before, even tell you now, even in times past, that they that do such things shall not, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Uh-oh. But the fruit of, spirit, fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against those things there is no law. See, the list that we've got to follow is so much shorter. Mm -hmm. yes. We just want to do it right. Mm 
Yeah. And they that are Christ's love have crucified the flesh with all of its affections and lusts. But if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of selfish or you know, vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Let's just get stuck in Christ, period. Amen. Amen. Six, 14. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified to me, and I am crucified to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but only thing that matters is what? New creature. Mm. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy upon the Israel of God. So let them get it right and let's follow that. Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. According to He has chosen us and Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before we love. Holy without blame means we would be morally divine. Crazy. And we do that in love, having predestined us according to the adoption by, of children by Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his own will, to the praise and glory of his grace, where he has made us accepted of the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, where he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and all prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed once again in himself and himself alone. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things of Christ, both which are in heaven and on earth, even in him. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of whom he works all things after the counsel of his own will. That we should be to the praise and the glory who first trusted Christ. In whom also you trusted, after you had heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after you have believed, you were then sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of the down payment for the inheritance of the redemption until the purchased possession is redeemed and the praise of his glory be found. Ephesians 2.1 And you has he quickened. Who were dead in your trespasses and sin, which in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience among you. Also, we had our conduct in times past, the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, whose rich in mercy for his great love, or he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us, caused it to be morally divine, quickened us together with Christ. Because by grace we were saved. He has raised us up together, made us sit down in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And then the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. The what? The riches, not the poverty, but the riches, not the mammon, but the riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace you can save through my faith. Then not yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works of any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created Christ Jesus unto works, good works, which God had before ordained that we should then walk in them. Peter 4.1 I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you would walk worthy of the vocation we've been called, with all lowliness, meekness, and long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Amen. There's one body, one Spirit, even as you are called, and one hope of our calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of all, who is above all and through all, and in you all. Amen. Verse 17. As I say, therefore, to testify the Lord, that henceforth not walk as other worldly people walk in the back of their mind, having their understanding darkened and being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them because of the blindness of their hearts, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lascivious to work all uncleanness and greediness. But you've not so learned Christ, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught of him, but the truth is in Jesus. To put off that concern the former conduct of the old man, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you may put on that new man, which is after God, is created in righteousness and created in true holiness. Amen. 
Be there for followers of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ has loved us, given himself for us an offering, a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. For, for, but fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, let it not even be once named among you as not becoming of saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an adulterer has any inheritance of the kingdom of Christ and of God. By the way, an unclean person, that would be what you're struggling with. Okay? Having all that nature and still in there, it's unclean. We have to have cast an unclean spirit out. Well, I can't cast him out when he still has all his claws in everywhere. Okay? And his claws are all stuff. So unless you want to be a clean person and have a chance to go to heaven, that uncleanness can't go. It's not going to heaven. It's what he's saying very specifically. Okay? No inheritance of the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no man deceive you with the vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. So be you therefore not a partaker with them. Don't go do that. Stay apart and stay away from them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as the children of light. Amen. For the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, truth, proving what's acceptable in the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it's even a shame to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all these things are reproved are made manifest by the light. Whosoever does make manifest is the light. So therefore he says, Awake you that sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will then give you light. See then you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming what time you have left, because the days are evil. Therefore be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, whereas in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God. Let that be so. Yes. Ephesians 6, 10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord, the power of his might, that uh, omnipotent power. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, who wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand, then stand, there, four. Amen. Philippians 3, 7. What things were gained to me, I count as a loss for Christ. Yes, without doubt, I count all things but a loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ my Lord, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as done, that I might win him. Might be found in him not having my own self-focus of righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of the God by faith. And I may know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable to his death, if by any means I might attain the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I had already attained, they were already perfect, but I follow after which I am apprehend for that which I am also apprehended of Christ. Yeah. So brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But there's one thing I do. I forget those things that are behind, I reach forward to those things that are before me. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So let us, therefore, as many be perfect, be thus minded. If anything otherwise minded, God will even reveal this unto us. So we want to be stupid, he'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Nevertheless, when you've already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. Colossians mm -hmm. 1 9. For this cause, we do also since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with all the wisdom, excuse me, the knowledge and the will of all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You might walk worthy of the Lord to all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in your knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all the patience and long suffering with joyfulness giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet or ready to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, Amen. who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of our sins. Colossians 2.6.
So as you therefore have received Christ, walk so you in him. Amen. Rooted and built up in him and established in faith and have been taught, abounding there with thanksfulness, thanksgiving. You are not any man spoil you through philosophy, through vain deceit. After the traditions of men and after the rudiments of the world, not after Christ. For in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You are completed in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism, where you are also risen from him, or with him, through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead. Colossians 3 1. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Let your affection be on the things above, not on the things of earth. For you are dead, your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then you shall also appear with him. So mortify, therefore, your members which are upon, upon the earth fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is adultery. For which things sake, the wrath of God is going to come upon the children of disobedience, for in which you also walk sometimes when you lived in them. But. Now you put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not to one another, seeing that you have put off that old man and all the old man's deeds. And you have put on the new man, which is renewed the knowledge after the image of him that, re- that created him in the first place. Which there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision, uncircumcision, barbarian, sinning, bond, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy blood, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another, and, and any man have a quarrel against any other man, even as Christ forgave you, also forgive them. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also were called in one body, and then be thankful for that. For let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, whether you do it in the word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father by him. First Thessalonians 2.7 Stand. Oops. Therefore, brethren, we are covered of all you in our affliction and distressed by your faith. For we now live if you stand fast in the Lord. For what thanks can we render to God again for you if the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before our God? Night and day we pray exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Now God himself and our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, direct our way to you and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love towards one another, towards all men, even as we do towards you. Amen. And to the end, you may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, with all the saints, that we might be morally divine. Right? Yes. For one. Furthermore, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have exercised, excuse me, as you received how you ought to walk to please God, so you would abound more and more. For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even for your sanctification, that you would abstain from fornication. Let every one of you who should know how to possess this vessel in sanctification and in honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as Gentiles which know not God, that no man will go to beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because the Lord is a revenger of all such as also have forewarned you and testified. For God has not called us to an uncleanness, but he's called us to holiness. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but God, who also has given to us his spirit. But as touching brother love, we do not need any that writes you, for yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed, you do it towards all the brethren which are in Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that you would increase more and more, that you would study to be quiet and do your own business and work with your hands as we commanded you, that you may walk honestly towards them and without, and you may have lack of nothing in your life. 5-1. Of times and seasons, brother, 
We don't need to write any for yourselves. You know perfectly well the day of the Lord is coming is the thief of the night. It's coming. When nations say peace and safety, sudden destruction come upon them, a trail on a woman, a child, they shall not escape. But you, brother, not in darkness, that nation overtake you as a thief. You're all children of the light, children of the day, not of the dark, nor of the night, uh, nor of the night, nor of the darkness. Let us therefore sleep, not sleep as others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that are asleep, sleep at night, they are drunken and drunk of the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and helmet and hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord and Savior Jesus, yeah. who died for us, and whether we be... For whether God be appointed to us for wrath, and obtain salvation through the Lord Jesus, who died for us, and whether we be awake or asleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as you also already do. Second mm -hmm. Thessalonians 2.13. We are bound to thank you. Thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God from the beginning has chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief in the truth. Therefore, you will be morally divine. Wherefore, he called you by God through attaining the glory of the Lord and Savior Jesus. Therefore, brethren, stand fast, hold the tradition which you've been taught, whether by word or by our example. For our Lord Jesus Christ himself, even God our Father, which has loved us, and has given us an everlasting consolation and good hope through his grace. Let him comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and every good work. Amen. First Timothy 6, 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain. We brought nothing into this world. It's pretty certain we're going to carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they which will be rich in the world fall in temptation and snare, and into the foolish hurtful lust, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. While some have coveted after they have erred from the faith and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things. Yeah. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life wherein you have been also have been called and a profession, good profession before many witnesses. I give you charge in the sight of God who quickens all things and before Christ who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. That you would keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of the Lord and Savior, which in this time's past you show us, who is the blessed and only broil, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only has immortality living, dwelling in the light which no man can approach, and no man has seen nor even can see, but to honor and power everlasting be. Amen. Second Timothy 1.6 Therefore I put you in remembrance, to strip the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Well, according to what? The power of God. Yes. Right? Yes. Who has saved us, called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But now is made obvious by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality and light through the gospel for us. Hebrews 12.1 Wherefore, seeing we also are encompassed about such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which thus easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that's set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who is for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down the right hand of God on the throne. Yeah. That's... For consider him that endured such a contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you somehow be wearied and faint in your minds. You have not even yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Have you forgotten the exhortation which speaks unto you, and as unto children, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you are rebuked of him? For when whom the Lord loves, he chastens, who he scourges every son in whom he receives. So if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son whom the Father 
has chastens him not. But if you be without the chastisement, whereof all are partakers, even then the bastards are not sons. For more, for furthermore, we have had fathers in our flesh which corrected us and gave us, we gave them reverence. Shall we not then much rather be subject, subject to the father of spirits and live? For truly, for a few days, chastisement our father of their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness, God for a profit for us. Now no chastening for the present seems to be joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, you've yielded the peaceful fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Therefore, lift up the hands which hang down in the feeble knees and make straight the, the paths for your feet, lest somehow you be lame, be turned out of the way, lest somehow it, it, should, it could be rather be, feet, be healed. Mm -hmm. Follow peace with all men, holiness, which no man shall see the Lord. Without no man, without such, no man will see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fall. Fail the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up and trouble you, and thereby you be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator, profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Now you know how that afterward, when he should have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. He found no place of repentance, though he sought it with, carefully with tears. So let's not get stupid and end up messing up our inheritance, right? Yeah. Yeah. James 4.1. Once come the wars and fightings among you, do not come even in your lusts that war in your members. You lust, you have not, you kill, you desire to have, you cannot obtain, you fight, you worry, you have not, because you ask not. Then you do ask, you receive it not, because you ask in a message, you make it too much upon your lust. You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture is saying, man, they that the spirit that dwells within us lust to envy? He gives more grace though. Wherefore he said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves over to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn, weep, and your life will return to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of God, and then he shall lift you up. Amen. First Peter 1, 3. Blessed be God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again into a living hope by the resurrection of Christ from the dead, into an inheritance. It's incorruptible. Undefiled, faith is not a way reserved in heaven for you. You who are kept by the power of God. By what? Power, power of God. God. There it is. And through the faith and the salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season it be, be you're in heaven through manifold temptation. So your moral divinity might be tempted. Right? Yeah. Because that's the manifestation of the righteous judgment of God. Judgment of God account us worthy for the kingdom of God for the things that we suffer. suffer. Right? So right. that might be the way it is. The trial of your faith being much more precious than gold, which perishes will be tried in fire, might be found in praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus. Whom having not seen you love, and whom now you see him not, yet you believe, you rejoice with a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. So receive, and also the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. Mm -hmm. Two one. Whoever lie laid aside all malice, guile, hypocrisies, envies, all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere, sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If so be that you have tainted the Lord is gracious, lay aside these things. Mm -hmm. To whom coming as unto us. A living stone, disallowed of need of men, but a chosen of God and precious. You also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God by Christ. Therefore, also as contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believes in him shall not be confounded. And to you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But to them which are disobedient, the stone which the builders have disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And that stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, then being disobedient, whereunto they are also appointed to then always be disobedient. But you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, 
as you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Amen. Which in time past you were not a people, but now you are a people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. So, beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from the flesh and lust which war against your soul, having your conduct honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak evil against you, as evildoers, they may, by your good works, when they shall behold, glorify God that day of visitation. Second Peter 1 3. According to his divine power, we're going to get that moral divinity down no matter what. According to his divine power, as he given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the red knowledge of him that has called us to glory and to virtue, so we might actually have a moral divinity. Amen. Which by our given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these we might be a partaker of that divine nature, moral divinity, having escaped the corruption in the world through lust. And beside these, I ask you, take all diligence, have your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you, if they these things be in you, if these things be in you, and they abound, they make you, that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior. But he that lacks these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and has totally forgotten he's been purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brother, give your diligence to make your calling and your election positive and sure. For if you do these things, you shall never what? Fall. fall. How about that? Amen. You will never fall. Amen. For so an interest shall be ministered to you abundantly through the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. One nineteen. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Where do you do well that you take heed as into the light that now shines in a dark place until the day dawn, that the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first that no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not of an old time by the will of man, but the holy men of, of God, which were which were then then moved by the Holy Ghost. So we get the Holy Ghost guiding and leading us. Two nine. Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation, reserve the unjust of the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly, they don't walk after the flesh, the lust of uncleanness, despising government, presumptuous of they, self will, and they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts, being made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they count it pleasure to ride the daytime spots they are and blemish, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they come and eat with you. Having eyes full of adultery having, and cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, a heart that they have exercised with covetous practices and cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and gone astray, followed the way of Balaam for the son of Esau who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Jeez, this, there's a resume in here for some people. But as was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumbass speaking with a man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. I'll be the dumbass. These are the wells without water clouds that are carried around the tempest to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness. Those that are clean escape from them who live in error. While they promise him liberty, they themselves are servants of, an, of corruption. For a man is overcome when he is that same brought in that bondage of that corruption. For if after they've escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Christ, they are then again entangled in him and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than it was in the beginning. For it had been better if they had not even known the way of righteousness, then after they had known it to turn away from the holy commandment delivered to them. But as it has happened to them, according to the true proverb, the dog to turn to his own vomit again, and the salad is washed with the wallowing of herself in a mire. First John 1, 5. This then is the message we've heard of 
Him and declared unto you, God is light, in Him and there is no darkness. If we say that we have fellowship with Him, we walk in darkness, we're liars. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, the blood of Christ shall cleanse us from all our sin. If we say that we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves, we're still liars. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from any and all unrighteousness. Amen. If we say that we have not sinned, though, we make Him a liar, and once again, His word is not in us. So my little children, these things I write unto you, that you would sin not, not and that any man that does sin would have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus, the righteous. For he is a propitiation for our sins, and not ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. And he that says, I know him and keeps not the commandments is a liar, and doesn't truth is not in him. Whoso keeps the word in him, truly is the love of God perfected, and hereby we know that we are in him. And he that says he abides in him, on himself walk even as Christ walked. Mm -hmm. So brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word of God, which you've heard from the beginning. And again, a new commandment I write in you, which thing is true in him and in you, because darkness is past and the true light now shines. He that, uh, he that says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness even until now. And he that loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling within him. We get to have that life. Amen. But he that light hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness. And knows not whether he goes because that darkness has blinded his eyes. 22-24. That that therefore abide in you which you've heard from the beginning. And that if you heard from the beginning shall remain in you. You shall continue the Son and the Father. This is the promise that he has promised us that you've been eternal life. These things I have written unto you though concerning them that try to seduce you. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. And you will need not that any man teach you. But the same anointing teaches you of all things the truth. And there's no lie. And it has... And even as it has been taught you, even you shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, you may have confidence and be not ashamed before him in his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness is then born of him. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the new world knows us not because they knew him. So, beloved, now we are the children of God. It is not yet appear, but we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in himself purifies himself, even as Christ was pure. Yes. Verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and truth. Hereby we know that we are of the truth, and the, shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemneth, then God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Yes. But if our love and our heart condemneth not, then we have opportunity to have confidence towards God, right? Amen. Yes. Right. But whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and we do the things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave his commandment. And he that keeps his commandment dwells in him, and he in turn dwells in you. And hereby we know that he that abides in us by the Spirit which is given to us. By one. Whosoever believes in Jesus is, is the Christ, is born of God, and everyone that loves him is begotten, loves him also is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God, we keep his commandments. And we love God because we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Whatsoever is born of God, though, overcomes the world. And this is that victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus, in fact, is the true Son of God. So, verse 9, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God that he has testified of his Son. He that believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He that believes not... God has made him a liar because he believes not the record that God gave of his son. And this is that record that God has given to us eternal life, that this life is in his son. And he that has the son has the life, and he that has not the son has not the life. These things have written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know 
that we have eternal life, that we believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He will then hear us. And we know that if, in fact, He hears us, whatever we shall ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of Him. So if any man, whoops, excuse me, verse 18, we know that whosoever is born of God sins not, but he that is begotten of God keeps himself. And he and that one that is wicked touches him not. Amen. We know that we are the sons of God, and the whole world is still lying in wickedness. wickedness. We know the Son of God has come, has given us an understanding, that we may know that we may, that we may know, right? Yes. Him that is true, and that we are also know that we are in him that is true even in his son Jesus, and this is the true God, this is eternal life. So little children, keep yourselves from these idols. Amen. Jude 17. But beloved, last but not least, remember the words which were spoken before uh, the, the apostles of the Lord and Jesus, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. Who would be these that separate themselves sensual, not having the spirit. It's all about, about the sensuality. Mm. But you, beloved, building up yourselves, most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord and our Savior Jesus unto eternal life. And if some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, putting them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling, keep you from falling, keep you Amen. from falling. Amen. And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, taking you to that place of that moral divinity, to him be the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen and amen. amen. So we get to see the power of God. We get to see these things today. And I hope and pray you listen closely because there was an awful lot of information in there to help you grasp this concept that I'm trying to get you to understand about this moral divinity. There's a place that he wants you, a place that he needs you. And if you show up, he'll take care of the rest. But you've got to show up. And you've got to be willing to do your part. Your part is to submit, surrender, and follow after all he has to say. And if and if and when you do this, you will then be able to receive this power of God. You'll receive the, the, the full wisdom of God so that not only will you be able to do it, but you'll be able to know what you're doing. Amen. Which for the first time in life would be a shock. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm doing, son. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Father, we come before you and say thank you for this time. Ask Lord God that you be glorified in all that we think and say and do that you'd be, Father, high and lifted up in all the life that you've given us. That we can set back, Lord, without question, with confidence and full assurance in heart to know that finally, for the first time in our lives, we might have an opportunity to walk in this world of entity. Walk in, a, in a, a measure of morality, Lord God, that honors you and not us, but us is honored because we're found in you. And we'll give you that praise, honor, and glory, and thanks for these things in advance through the precious blood of the precious name of our Lord, our Savior, our Messiah, Jesus. Amen and amen. 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 What? I hear your thoughts, Karen. What do you want? Jeez. I pick up. I'm squeak. How are you? God, you're noisy, Karen. Damn. It's your noise. I can hear you. Jeez. Uh, uh, yeah, I heard you. Sorry, we can't be at a I can hear your voice. I can hear your thoughts. I love you.